0: Good morning and welcome to episode 426. So, if you've been listening to uh, the series that we've done so far that's yesterday and the day before, well, technically speaking, it's not a series because the idea is not linked in any way. But it feels like a series because the conditions under which I'm recording are the same. And so, this is another one of those uh, daddy daycare recordings. So, do not be um, alarmed. If you hear children fighting in the background, if the TV comes on or if something uh clangs on the floor or if someone tries to get my attention and um yeah so that's just uh, part of the uh fun adventure of learning how to uh juggle and uh, balance when you're at this stage of life and uh yeah so that's it pretty much so don't get alarmed when you hear children um in the background um Yeah, so if this is your first time of listening to the podcast, you want to um, scroll back a couple of episodes, you catch some of the topics that we did before uh, this, a little bit on networking, um, socializing, uh, I can't remember um, what else. And uh, basically, that should be enough to uh, inspire some confidence in you, that even if you hear somebody tugging at my leg, shouting, daddy, 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 this, daddy, that, um, that should inspire you with some confidence that we have good stuff over here on the podcast, so do not be alarmed. Now, for today's um, episode, I'd like us to uh, dive back to last month. Um, yeah, for those of you who've been listening for a while, several months now, you remember that uh, last month was the Brides and Babies Bridal Expo. And Brides and Babies are a outfitting service here in Abuja. Well, they have offices in... Well, should I say offices? or Okay, let's just say offices. I'm not sure what you call them. Outlets. So they have outlets in Lagos, Abuja, and uh, I think in Houston, Houston, Texas, and I'm not sure where else. But they run this thing almost um, every year. They were gone for two years because of um, the COVID situation that we had over here. Well, it was global anyway, but for Nigeria, um, I'd say some wedding establishments were shut down pretty much for about a year and a half um, or so. So anyway, um, they're back. And they had another edition of the Bridal Expo, sorry, they call it the Bridal Experience, and uh, so that was last month. We showed up, uh, Shergwan and I. Um, well, I wasn't there as a photographer because, uh, well, I wasn't um, exhibiting, but I was supporting Shergwan and his staff because I was there to make sure that um, everybody was on time, well dressed, um, representing uh, the company properly and also to be sure that we're all running from the same um, sales playbook, from the same um, script. And so out of the 50 brides that were in attendance, we met about, um, we were able to have conversations with about 30, and the game plan was to show up there, not to discuss price with anybody, but rather um, get general details um, and secure a commitment that they're okay with us being in touch later and with us having a meeting so that we can sit down and discuss price Now for those of you who listened to that episode a month ago You'll remember that the reason why we came up with this strategy is very simple At business conventions, uh, bridal fairs, um, international trade fairs, whatever it is you want to call it These sorts of things, it's really loud, it's noisy You have a DJ, you have an MC, um, people walking up and down um, The crowds can be huge so in this case there are 50 brides now typically the bride is not going to come alone she's going to come with um a significant other it's going to be her um her husband-to-be or her sister or mom or brother or someone so basically if 50 brides were in attendance you know that we had at least 100 people um on the floor and then of course um Similar number of vendors, I think maybe 20 or 30 uh, vendors that were there. And each vendor, of course, you come with um, an assistant. And then in our own case, uh, someone mining the machine, someone looking after the props. So for us, at the stand, there were four of us. So if you just take two and multiply that by the uh, 30 vendors in attendance, that's uh, 60. So 60 plus 100. So, I mean, basically, you're looking at 160, 200 people. So these things are crowded. Um, noisy and those are not the best conditions under which you should be discussing price now that is my uh, firm belief and is part of the sales approach um, that I use and in fact at the time I said I was going to walk you guys through um, a step-by-step not just the bridal expo itself but some of the conversations and the adventures that we'd have afterwards so that you guys can get a first-hand um, knowledge of how All the principles that we talk about over here on the podcast, how they are um, applied in concrete and on a day-to-day. So, that um, was the first one. Uh, And that is basically, you have to be um, process-driven. And uh, so, we came up with a process. We're going to show up there, be nice, be professional, find out some information, secure the commitment to attend the meeting, and then reach out to them afterwards. So... um, Yeah, so that's that. If you want some more details, um, if this is your first time listening to the podcast, then when you're done with this, look for any of the podcast episodes that have um, qualification framework in the title. Qualification, that's, you know, normal, like qualify. So look for anything that has qualification framework in the title. Conversation framework, that's also going to be useful as well. Anything that has brides and babies in the title, that's going to be useful as well. Uh, Let's see what else Anything that has wedding expo or wedding fair in the title And you're going to be exposed to some of these uh, ideas that I just ran through right now But um, expressed in more details So you're looking for podcast episodes that have qualification framework in the title Uh, What else? Conversation framework Brides and babies Wedding expo uh, Bridal expo um, Let's see what else Anyway, um, hopefully I've given you guys enough um, details to be able to find uh, the information. Okay, so now the question that I would like us to tackle today is, is it a problem if the bride and the groom do not remember your name and if they have not stored your number on the phone? Now, that depends. In the early days, uh, when I was first involved in the business, um, I used to get miffed that you would run into someone at a bridal fair, you guys have a good conversation, you send them a text message afterwards, you call them up. And then clearly, they can't remember who you are, and uh, they haven't stored your phone number. It's understandable because, you know, lots of people won't store it the first time. But then after two or three conversations, it becomes quite clear that this person hasn't stored your phone number. And it's something that used to get me absolutely um, miffed. But now, look at it from the customer's perspective. In case you're one of these uh, people who gets uh, totally upset, and maybe taking for granted that these people aren't storing your phone number and it always takes uh, maybe two three seconds before it clicks like oh this is the guy i'm talking to or this is the girl that i am talking to so you show up for these things as a potential customer um, the place is bustling with about 200 300 people there and then you go by um, as many stands as possible so it's possible that at the end of the day, you've spoken to about 30 individuals. Everybody's trying to give you their number. Everybody wants you to store their phone number. Everybody wants you to keep a flyer. It's quite overwhelming for the average person. Now, for those of us who are involved in business, it's, it's not a problem. It's not a thing because uh, this is what we do for a living. So if I have to go and get 30 phone numbers today and store them and uh follow through i mean i will do that because it's just part and parcel of the trade you will do the same as well because you're in business that's what we do we collect phone numbers we meet people we uh make friends we get new associates uh we try and push forward agendas and try and um, expand opportunities it's just what we do but for our brides and grooms and the average people that we're doing business with so let's say you are uh you deal in inverter batteries and um somebody's building a house and you're trying to uh, get the business or maybe you're an architect, you are just one in a bunch of 30, 40, 50, maybe 60 phone numbers that uh, contact details that people are trying to force on them. So it's uh, no wonder that they don't rush to store our phone numbers at the beginning. So the first thing I'm going to say is if you're still miffed that or you're still upset that they don't have your phone number, um, don't, It's 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 just part of the game. Don't don't take it personal. You call, you uh call and uh move the move the game one step forward uh the best way that you can. Now, that's also one of the reasons why I say that at bridal fairs it actually doesn't make any sense when you walk around trying to introduce yourself to brides and grooms, because the people who walk up to brides and grooms and say, Hey, nice to meet you. My name is Khadijat. I am the CEO of uh uh KLC uh wedding planners limited, blah 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 blah. But the thing is it's a noisy environment. The bride is going to talk to 40 more people. Three minutes after she meets you, she's not going to remember that your name is Khadijat or your wedding planning company name or anything like that. So I've always thought it was pointless to try introducing yourself anyway. That's why I introduced... Um, sorry, not introduced. I spoke to the associates that we had on the floor that day and I told them to just head straight to interest. You know, are you interested in... I mean, to start the conversation that way. Hi, hello, good afternoon, whatever, appropriate greeting, And then just go straight to um, interest. Now, eventually, you're going to uh, vibe with some guys or some girls. And uh, at some point, they're going to say, can I have your phone number? Can I have your flyer? You know, stuff like that. Now, the chances of you being remembered go up in this case because they have found something about you or your product or service engaging. And they are the ones who have tried um, reaching... They're the ones who have taken the initiative, and that's part of what will make you much more um, memorable. And that's part of the reason why I say, look, when you're on the floor, don't bother with introducing yourself. I mean, not in the beginning, anyway. You will introduce yourself later at some point, but in the beginning, it's too many faces, too much noise. Just um, go in there, stick to the plan. It doesn't matter who you are or what company it is that you represent for now. Then, um, let's see, what else? What else? Okay, yeah. And then, um, now how do we deal with the fact that they are going to forget our name, uh, our number, our face, and uh, because they're also going to walk away from the expo with lots of promotional material. So they can't remember which promotional material is ours. So how do we deal with that? And this is the way that I choose to deal with it. I focus on having a professional and real um, conversational experience at the booth. So that there's something um, relational, something in the conversation that I can refer to at a later date that juggles their memory. For instance, at this last bridal fair, the dress code was white. Everyone was supposed to show up in white. Now, unfortunately, the only white thing I have was something that we made a couple of years ago. I have put on a few kilograms since then. I'm currently, I used to be 130 kg. I'm now back down to 123 and uh, I'm hoping I should be able to hit 100 kilograms before the year is uh, up. And uh, I know some of you might be shocked, like what, 100 kilograms? You know, but anyway, that's you know, weight is relative, and so that's where I am. That's what I'm, what I'm dealing with. I used to be a fairly athletic dude, so I put on the mask quite quickly after I left university. So where was I? Okay, yeah, so my white outfit didn't fit. So I went for the next best thing. I have a bright red um, Adira with golden um, speckles all over. And then it has like a white um, breastplate, or should I say, embroidered area. It's not really embroidered. It's not where the embroidery is supposed to be, but smack on the chest. So whenever anybody walked up to me and said, look, you're supposed to be wearing white. i would say, "Here, yeah, this is white. And I'd point to my chest because I had white over there. Now, of course, I also wear green glasses. If you've seen the um, the what's it called the podcast art or the cover photo or display pictures, I'm not sure what you call it for podcasts. So I wear um, green glasses. So basically, in a sea of white, I was the guy who is six foot one, 120 kg, wearing bright red and green glasses. It's kind of hard to miss. And like I said, I was trying to be conversational. So there was someone who came by the stand who had just graduated law school. So, you know, we had that conversation. I said, ah, my senior colleague, you know, because if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know that my previous background is in law. My academic background is in law and some work experience. So we vibed on some of that. My senior colleague, you know, blah, 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 or whatnot. Another lady who was, um, we really went into how, um, she met her husband, how principled and reliable um, he is. Um, let us see, what else? Another person that... Um, okay, let me just leave it at those two. But then, generally, uh, since we were the only vendors there that had a photo booth and I was the only person, I have been confident reaching out to the people later on, text messages, phone calls, and starting the conversation with... Hey, hi, is this so 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 and so? And they say yes. And then I say it's the photo guy you met at, so it's the photo booth guy you met at Brides and Babies um, last month. And of course, the expression is, oh, I remember. So you see, in this case, I did not insist that they should have my uh, name or my phone number. But once I started the conversation with, it's the photo booth guy, everybody's like, oh, yeah, I remember, I remember. And then we're able to move forward with the conversation. So for now, it's fine. I am not insulted or miffed, or I don't feel taken for granted that they don't know that my name is Tabishima, or that they don't have the company details, or that they didn't store my phone number. So for now, every time I start the conversation, it's going to be, this "Is the photo guy from Brides and Babies, and I'm going to be like, oh yeah, and then they remember, or we'll move the conversation forward. Now, for the lady with the legal background, the strategy is the same, I pick up the phone, I say, oh, how you day? And she's like, oh, sorry, who is this? Who oh, is me, your senior colleague from Brides and Babies? It's like, oh, yeah, how you day, blah, 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 blah. And then we start gisting. And with the lady who really loves her principal boyfriend, um, it's the same thing. Like, oh, oh how's Mr. Principal? I say, ah, okay, you're that guy. Oh, I remember. And then the conversation flows. So for now, it's absolutely not a problem. And that's my advice to you, that they don't know your name. They don't know what your company is or whatever. The most important thing is that you guys had a nice professional relational conversation. And there are things that you can refer to in future conversations to jog their memory. And then you can move things one step forward. Now, um, eventually, they are going to ask for your name. Because it does become quite embarrassing that this fellow calls my senior colleague. You guys have been gisting three, four phone calls. You really don't know what his name is. Eventually, they're going to ask. So what's your name? And then that's the point where you say, Oh yeah, my name is Kunle Or my name is Kevin or my name is Carter or, you know, whatever it is. And that is also one of the principal reasons why I don't try to force my name on anyone. Because for me it's also a test to kinda of to see the kind of progress that we're making. Because eventually they ask for the phone number and I know that okay, we're making progress here. But on the other end, uh, on the other hand rather, there are some potential customers that you speak with you're really not sure that you guys are building rapport or that you're vibing or that there might be a need here or that there might be a match. And it's kind of one of those telltale signs that these people are content to keep forgetting and not remember to store your name or ask your name and things like that. I mean, by the time you try running qualifications, is there a want? Is there a need? Are they interested? Is there a budget? Is there a sense of urgency? You're not getting any good positive answers on those questions. And then it looks like they're not really feeling you. They're not even asking for a name or number anyway. You kind of get a sense whether that's um, a good opportunity for you to invest more time in or not. So I actually also delay the whole thing about uh, name, company name, and all that because I use it as a yardstick to gauge how much progress we are uh, making. Now, when it comes to these things, um, sales and marketing related, um, remember that there are no absolutes. This is just how I run my own um, sales process. I run my own sales script. You're going to find some people who um, tell it to you different, but you find that the dynamics are the same. So even if um, the person that you work with insists that you must introduce yourself with name and everything, if that's what they insist, then go ahead if that's the company policy. Walk up to the person and say, Hello, my name is Khadijat. I'm an associate with Kemi Wedding Planners. Uh, How can I help you today? but just don't get upset when you call them in three days or you run into them again in two weeks and they can't remember your name um, or who you are or the previous conversation. So, so long as you keep the conversation nice, professional, try and be amiable, build some rapport, try and be relational, there's always something you're going to be able to relate to that will jog their memory. So, in this case, let's say um, Khadija. And Khadija wears... um, uh, a hijab, for instance And maybe during the conversation You know how you women like to compliment each other I mean uh, Guys, if you do it, it's awkward If you look at the bread and say Oh, uh, this is beautiful, this is nice After a while, it might get awkward But for girls, I've noticed that they do it And it's not a problem So, if you guys had a nice conversation And you guys complimented each other like, ah, Oh, I like this, your headscarf What do you call it? Oh, uh, we call it a hijab Oh, and it goes well with this, your jeans You know, blah, blah, blah ah uh, you're you're really um you're really uh you're a funky what's that word um alhaja i think it's alhaja right okay let's just say oh you're you're a pretty funky muslim and then you guys laugh about it remember that make a note on the sheet of paper you have a contact details put an asterisk there and write funky Muslim so that when you call her and you say hello this is Khadija kemi wedding planners blah 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 she's going to be like khadijah then you say funky muslim you say ah yeah i remember funky muslim how now how you did? long time i've been waiting for your call and then of course the conversation moves on um from there so summary don't be upset if they do not remember your name or remember who you are nice simple casual uh, professional relational conversations uh, look for something jog the person's memory Uh, These things are not hard to establish when you're having fun and uh, meeting new people. So, um, yeah, I think that's pretty much all I have uh, for today. As I make progress with um, more of the brides that we spoke to that day, we'll make more podcast recordings so that we can um, flesh out um, in more detail the principles that we've been discussing on the podcast and then how they apply um, day to day when you're dealing with them. actual um, prospects. So, um, yeah, so that's it pretty much. Thank you very much for your time and attention. I'll catch you guys at the next recording.